0: Welcome to Super Boothers. I am Marie Kondo's number one fan, Ryan Salinas.
1: And Marie Kondo would be horrified by my home right now. I'm Mel. I got two kids. (laughs) She she loves mess. Yeah. Maybe she'd like it. If so, so, she
0: should come to my house. So the Container
1: Store is my favorite place now. Yes. Tell me more.
0: (laughs) I love it. So we've talked about how like sounds very exciting, very exciting. We 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 talk about how like I like occasionally will like rearrange my workspace. I haven't done that in a while. Um, So what I did was in San Antonio, I took out, and I don't know why I haven't done this already. I guess there was just I had a year to do this and I didn't do it. But I took out everything photo booth related that I had rented a separate storage unit and put it all in that unit. Um, like I have like a personal one that is massive. That is a little scary. Pretty sure there's rats in there. Um, I haven't touched it in years. So who knows what else is crawling in there? Um, I cleaned it all out and put all the photo booth stuff in another storage unit I went to the container store and I got this and literally I will put this uh, link in the show notes of my favorite uh, Metro shelves. These shelves are like, I can't even tell you how much joy they bring me. You can like organize them. You can put them at different heights. There's like all sorts of like different like accessories and like baskets and half shelves and hooks and like all sorts of like fun things.
1: To,
0: I'm an adult. I don't like this anymore. This is exciting. Uh, please c- c- go on. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But so I like went through this like organizing phase. I have my favorite products that I have. And you know what I will do? I will take all the products for my storage unit that I have and I will put them uh, in a blog on com of – all the stuff that I love. I went to IKEA and there are these little baskets for two ninety nine. You need to buy six of them if you're going to do like the whole width of the shelf. Uh, that's what fits on the intermetro shelves from Container Store. Literally, it has changed my life. I have like all of the power stuff. I have gaff tape business cards, I have photo frames, like we like so I've been also in this thing where whenever we do an event with printing, which oddly enough is becoming a thing now, I'll end up doing uh like a four by six frame. Um and I'll post those as well. Uh I love it. It makes me happy. And I'm doing this in other cities. So in every city that I operate in, within the next I'm gonna make it a goal of like three or four months where i'm going to put all these units on and i really enjoy it and it really is kind of like a nice little exercise and if i want to launch a new city this is how much it costs like that to me is just like so cool and relatively
1: cheap which is just crazy like why haven't i done this sooner so wait a second now why is it worth doing that and how did you decide like financially oh this is what it costs and this is why it's worth it for me cuz i think a lot of people think through that as well so
0: the shipping for me so i operate in multiple cities and typically what'll happen is like let's say i have someone in boston i do a decent amount in boston actually i'm going to i'm we're just going to pretend 2020 didn't happen so i'll do enough in boston whereas the shipping Back and forth, it's just easy for me to buy brand new equipment and a storage locker just to have there. And then if I have to go in between events or what have you, like I can just fly to whatever city, pick up whatever equipment, and then I'm not lugging the stuff around. Like I have no clue why I didn't do this sooner. Yes, it's a little bit of a financial investment. However, if I hire someone – so actually I bought this new smart lock that you can put on the storage unit. And what I can do is I can give someone access from my phone to where all they have to do is it works with Bluetooth. They go up and pull the app, press the unlock button. And with Bluetooth it unlocks the lock. So I can literally have like, I don't even have to have like someone to, Oh, go meet up with this person to go get the key and then go to the unit.
1: And then here's the thing. And I don't have to do any of that. Like it's just already done. That's amazing. That's like, That just shows you how – we were talking about this before, how we got our podcast so efficient. Like everything happened so quickly because of these systems, right? And it's an amazing time to be an entrepreneur because that's the case everywhere. Like you just said, you can turn – you can open something for equipment on the other side of the world. You don't need an employee to do that for you. So that's – and looking at the shipping costs, it's really easy for you to calculate. That makes sense.
0: Well, and the thing is, so uh, what I was doing is trying to figure out like – Everything that I use for a photo booth. And we talk about one of the things that uh, I have always kind of done is really run a lean operation. So, for example, what I will do is I will take a roaming booth and put on a C stand like a turtle stand and put a spandex cover over it and a little clamp like a grip. And I can use it as a photo booth. I can use it as a sharing station. Like it does like quadruple the duty. So like I wrote out a list of everything that I purchase to run essentially an office in a city. And that cost is so low. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner.
1: Like it just it's mind boggling to me. But why did you do it? Is it just because of, like, ease and convenience of not having to worry about shipping things, and it's out of your home, and it's clutter? Like, is that really Um what started it?
0: No. So I kind of did this whenever I first, first, first started in San Antonio. So I had my apartment and then below my apartment was a garage that was all photo booth and floral related at the time. So it was like my little workshop and it was great because I could go work downstairs whenever I was done, go back up, what have you. I back then, and this is like 2012 we're talking about, I hooked up uh, this thing called, I forgot what it's called. Anyways, it's like a garage door opener that you can control from your phone. So what I would do is you could give access to certain people. I would give access to attendants to where whenever they were finished with an event, they could come back to the apartment, press the button. It opens the garage. They can put the stuff back, close it. Uh, It was genius because I didn't have to be there. They didn't have to worry about, you know, keeping the stuff overnight or whatever. It was just – it worked out really, 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 really well. So – my issue with this was I couldn't do that in other cities because I didn't have a garage in other cities. Um, I found a national storage company, not the two that you're thinking of, and because those make you use proprietary locks, uh, this other storage company does not, and they'll let you bring your own. Um, so now I can have a smart lock in all these cities, and if ever I you know, run into an issue where I have to go to this city, need someone – you know, not necessarily a random, but a random, I guess. Give them access. They can go in, get all their equipment. It's all good. The only thing I haven't figured out is electricity yet. Uh, so like I would, in a perfect world, I wish that I could like charge everything in the storage unit. However, that's just not possible yet. So um, anyways, more things to work
1: on. What I really like about this, and maybe, um, I don't know if you thought about this. You probably don't think about this yet, but if you're, trying to build a business that can be sold, um, which I'm not speaking for you that you want to do that, but it makes it easier to sell a business that's like totally independent like that, where you have it in different areas with own units. It's easy for someone to take over and just have people pick the equipment up. Right. So it yeah. makes a business more scalable, uh, more uh, separated from you and easier to sell down the line. If people think if people are thinking that down that line.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting because I have like a couple of, one of my, one of my friends made a joke to me a long time ago and he goes, "What?" he used to call my photo booth scheme. And he's like, how are you scheming all these people with your photo booth? Like, <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's funny because if ever I had someone that like wanted to get in on it in like Ohio or whatever, I now know how I can profitably make that happen, you know? Just a little cool. And actually that was originally how it got started. So uh, I had someone move to Dallas that is going to start doing events or is doing events for me. Um, and it was easiest to like start like this, like storage unit
1: thing. And it
0: worked out really well, I think. So I'm really happy.
1: It's just funny because some people are trying to avoid spending any money. Right. And by being willing to invest, like you get to a certain point in business where you're not afraid of the cost. Like you said, it's a negligible cost and it's worth it. It makes the business easier to run um, and easier to grow. Like you said, you can find people that want to work in Ohio or Nebraska. get, And you know you can get a unit, put the equipment there and have them work the events. It's easier to scale.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing is like finding trustworthy people to like, you know, someone isn't going to clear out a sword unit. Um, but still, I think it's, 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 um, it's fine. That's what insurance is for. You got security cameras, you know, come on. Yeah. I get, you know what? And you're very much right. So anyways, uh, I will work on putting a couple of my favorite things up on my blog. Um, but a thing that I would do, th- so this is our four or four episode of all the errors that we've made and all the things that we've done to change those things. So, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, uh, my booking system. I have always really preached going over your website every year or so and kind of figuring out like, do you have any dead links? Do you have any forms that go to places that you don't use anymore? Do you, you know, you have like links to blogs that no longer exist? Just cleaning up stuff on occasion just to making sure that we're all running efficiently because one thing i hate is whenever as a consumer whenever you go to a website and you click on a dead link you're like oh this person doesn't take care of their
1: stuff um i don't know do you feel the same way about that yeah definitely those things obviously send a message so uh recently i was looking at something and the site wasn't working like you click play and the thing wasn't playing and the link was a dead link and you have a very bad impression of the business if they can't even keep the site working how are you going to trust them with your wedding or with your corporate client right so it's a small thing it shouldn't be a big deal like people make mistakes but those kind of basic mistakes send a big message about you and i like the quote how you do anything is how you do everything so if you're if you're doing poorly or you're lazy about one thing odds are you're pretty lazy about many things so unless it doesn't mean yeah, you're a unique animal.
0: <laughs> I know. You've made that you've made that comment on occasion that like there are some things I legitimately do not care about and other things I'm like that needs to be moved a quarter inch to the left. No, no, yes. that's too far.
1: <laughs> but like other things are just like, yeah, whatever, it doesn't matter. I don't care. It's <laughs> I'm a
0: complicated person. Um no, so one of the things that I did recently was go through my automations in my booking system. So, and I'm super shocked. I didn't do this a lot sooner. And I don't know if I need to be upset at myself or just really happy that it's actually done. But one of the problems that I had was, well, actually a big problem that I'm having now is, and again, it's a great problem to have. So by no means am I like, you know, complaining or anything, but I'm getting a lot of leads Every single day, I'm averaging about 25 leads a day, uh, which is a lot of people to contact every day to make sure that you get like all the information they need. They feel like they're taken care of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one of the things that I had a little bit of a hole in my system was because, again, I, I always talk about that I use Zendesk uh, for my Emails essentially. So, all my emails get turned into tickets. It's how I make sure nothing gets through the cracks and I respond to absolutely everyone. The problem is, if ever, like, let's say someone sent an inquiry, it pops into Zendesk, I would send an unavailable message to them and it wouldn't take it out of my booking system. So, then I'd have to stop, go into my booking system, remove it as unavailable and then go to the next one. And it was, this just became a little bit much. Uh, So one of the things that I did was I started an automation to where if I'm unavailable, I create a lead status that says, Hey, unavailable. And what it does is it in one click pulls out uh, the lead. And says, hey, classifies this as unavailable and gets rid of it. And it sends them a personalized email with a date saying, hey, we're unavailable for this date. Please let me know if you have any other dates or times that we can assist you with. And then I forget about it. So literally, I went from a one, two, three-step process, four-step process even, to a one-click. And it's done.
1: And I don't know why I didn't do this sooner there's a lot of things like that where you wonder why you didn't do it sooner. (laughs) But for me, I feel like you're the automation master, right? You've talked about this before. You you automate these things. It's amazing. I also like to do things like outside software kind of, I don't know if it makes sense, but like you'd appreciate this where, um, there are things, for example, organizing files in my Google drive, Dropbox, whatever. um, Naming I them the right picture, way. I just pictured in, <laughs> you
0: with a, like a gigantic filing cabinet, like pulling this big metal thing out from like elementary school. Anyways, keep going.
1: Oh, those were the days. Yes. Uh, but but like naming things in a uniform way, uh, putting them in a certain file structure so I can find it easier when I'm speaking to someone. I, I don't know if there's a software that can do that. That's something that you have to do manually. But creating that system for me, uh, maybe I'm a weirdo. Not everyone appreciates that. But if I know everything is named this way, um, it's easy to find it in seconds. Um, so it's something that you have to do manually, but it saves a lot of manual work down the line, like being organized with your digital stuff.
0: I'm actually really jealous of that, and that is a
1: superpower
0: that I do not possess.
1: Really? I feel like we've had this conversation before where you've said stuff where you appreciate how I name certain things, and uh, I seem it seemed like you were like that too. Uh like organized with your files and
0: yes yes and no um i am i still have a little bit of like graphic designer mode to where whenever i'm like doing revisions on a file and i'm saving it and exporting it it'll be like last name first name uh you know save it and then they make another change and another change and another change and i'm like final No, this is the final. Screw this. I'm done. I quit. And like that becomes the file name. Like literally, like I am that person. So nothing gets organized. I do a million screenshots of stuff, so I can never find anything. Like that
1: is not a superpower that I have.
0: It takes a lot. I need someone to do that for me.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't do it all the time. Uh, sometimes I just dump things on the desktop and figure it out later, but I always have to figure it out and at some point do a cleanup or reorganization because it just bothers me. I don't know why. It just, like, even my email folder and like tagging things the right way, it just bothers me when it's not done right. I guess I'm a, I'm a weirdo, but it's okay. You know? I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I have a question Do you
0: use chatbots on a website? I have not dived into
1: chat box I've or even re- or
0: e- or even a chat system not even yeah, a chat box y-
1: yes we have used a chat system um however like I, I don't know where you're gonna go with this but with a chat bot it's different with a chat system i didn't like having to have someone always be ready to respond um so that was a short-lived experiment i preferred it with email again back to my organization i like having everything there easy to reference. Chatbots, I didn't really dive too into and I know it's changed a lot recently where there's a lot of power uh, you can do in automating chatbots. But as a consumer, I will say I don't like talking to chatbots. I really don't. I always really? like to try to see if there's a way to talk to a live agent. I hate talking to chatbots.
0: Um so I I have like a love-hate with this uh i will be like oh i'm gonna you know install a chat widget on my website and i actually got to the point where on all the photo booth websites that i have all were operating off the same chat widget i guess and i could see which link they were clicking on like where what page they were viewing so i could see like what brand it was or you know whatever i guess and what i really found interesting was again this is how it goes i'll install the chat widget people will ask me the same stupid question. Hey, what date? What date? What date? Is this available? How much, how much, how much? And then someone will say, Hey, are you available for this day? I'd like to book it. And I'd make money off it. And then I'm like, Oh my God, I love this. Like I'm going to keep this chat widget all the time. And then it goes dark. And then I hear, you know, people asking is this data available is this data available is this data available and then all i do is just send them the you know inquiry form like hey fill this out um i don't know i think that and then i'll take it off swear i'll never do it again then six months later i'll put it back up make some money and be like oh my god this is gonna be amazing and then it goes dead for a while so i I don't know i'm in this constant back and forth
1: so when you do it, are you automating the chat bot responding to people or are you manually no, responding to people?
0: I'm manually responding on my phone. And typically, like you can like set hours and stuff. So for the most part, it's fine. Um,
1: you know, I don't know. I think See, that, that, that that's the part that I just was not a fan of, like being always having to respond. As you know, my response time has gone down recently. So like that, that's something that is just hard for me to do right now because having kids is like
0: your like entire personality now
1: yes um dad yeah. jokes dad bod everything all that <laughs> but yeah i mean there's a lot of people that fall in the category right and they, they just can't do it themselves and they don't they're not able to hire someone to just do that so to me unless you're automating the chatbot and i know there's ways to do that as well um and plus because i don't like interacting with them as a consumer i just never really dove into it too deep personally
0: Um, there's also another thing that I used to do. I used to put that same chat widget on the event microsites. And that was kind of cool because if someone like viewed their photo, like it'll pop up and it'll say like, Hey, do you want to book a photo with her? You know, not really, but something like that. Um, I kind of thought that was a little interesting and I've had, you know, a couple of cases where, you know, someone has booked from that, but again, not a lot, you know,
1: That sounds interesting. Were, Were the people asking anything else? Um, no. So then that's just an opportunity as a, to get more legion. I like that. Yeah, I liked it, but it was not like,
0: I don't know. It wasn't really a thing. So do you like chatbots? Do you not like them? I don't, I'm not getting a clear answer here. You know, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I don't know if it's a thing that I need to continue pursuing or if it's just, do I just continue my vicious cycle of installing chat widgets on and off my website?
1: I think as the automation master, um, maybe it's worth looking into automating some ba- Like if there's, again, I don't know how to do this. And if I did do a chat bot again, this is how I would do it. Um, you know this, Ron. you've done this for a while. There's a certain number of questions that you get most often. Like you said, you were sending them the availability checker link often. You can pre-program the chat to respond to these basic questions with pre-canned like canned answers. And I think that, maybe a happy medium where like, I would love to do that. Uh, I just don't like interacting with them personally, but that automates it. Yeah. Literally the
0: one question that people ask is how much or are you available on this date? And in either case, the response is I need you to go out and fill out this inquiry form. Funny enough, I had a very not nice customer interaction
1: Oh, yes.
0: um, yeah, this one's a little hard, uh, funny enough, so I use dial pad. Wait, wait for, wait, 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 wait wait, yeah you, yes, yes, you, yes,
1: you have to say story time. you can't just play it, you have to say it,
0: oh no, 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 this is most definitely. A story time. Uh, I can't even say it. Like this – you know, I don't really – I don't think I ever have this bad of an interaction with a client. Um, this was a little – this was a little rough. And sh- I've never been on the phone first person, first time with someone and have this like angry of a person on the other line on the first interaction. Um, I – So I use Dialpad for my phone system, and one of the things I love about it is that, A, it records everything. I'm not going to play the recording. Uh, However, it also creates a transcript. So I'm going to dramatically read for you this transcript. Yes. (laughs) Daling, dling. dling. Thank you for calling Urban Events. How can I help you? Hi, how much do you charge to rent the photo booth? Hi, I just saw that you sent an inquiry. It's gonna take me a couple of minutes to check availability. Okay, hypothetically, how much do you think they run an hour? I I haven't seen what you're asking for, and I don't know any of the details on details on it. So if I can take a look at it, I can send you an email in about two minutes. Okay, fine. It's not even that hard of a question. I just want to know how much it is, like what's it's what's it starting at? We're renting. I don't even know it's in my budget. Ma'am, I don't know which photo booth you're referring to. Okay. All right. Thank you. Click. End scene. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Bravo. So so this this is my thing is – and this just – first of all, there's a couple of things that we need to unpack here. The first thing that we need to unpack is people in Texas, for the most part, are looking for photo booths like crazy. I mean, crazy. Again, I'm getting 25 leads a day. The phone is ringing nonstop. Again, it's about 25% wanting to actually book and 75% shopping right now. So again, you kind of don't know where this is going to happen. I always want to make sure that someone has the information they need, even if they book later on down the road. I want to at least get their email. That way I can do the follow-up. This person, again sent a thing on a chat bot or a chat widget sent in an inquiry and then called me all in a period of three minutes. So I'm getting bombarded. I can't even look at what's happening right now. So the thing that I love about my booking system is if someone inquires on a date, it tells me how many other people have inquired it tells me if there's anything booked already. So with one click I can hover over it and I can see if anything else is booked Booked, so I can even like tell you if this stuff is even available. So again, she's like bombarding me with all these questions, and I I can't give her an answer because I haven't looked at it. And like, she's not even giving me time to like pull this up. So what I I I think that the the first part is people are like booking photo booths and want to book photo booths, so the demand is absolutely there. However. There's a lot of variables, and that's why I do not provide pricing, like, on the website. There's – my new brand, the Cosmo Booth, has pricing on it. Like, that is available to look at. Do you want to book it? Yes or no? We only offer absolutely one thing. We are the in and out of photo booths. So – what else is going on here is, I don't know, are you talking to roaming? Are you talking to 360? Are you talking a regular? I don't even know what city you're in. Like, can you give me any other identifying information? And then on there, she put on, uh, like, on, like, the inquiry form, it was half blank. I'm like, how am I supposed to give you pricing information? Am I wrong here?
1: Well, there's a lot There's a lot to dive into here. And by the way, I love I love the actual example and, like, reading it out. Awesome. I think people get value out of that. Yeah. And and there there are people that are afraid to get on the phone because of these types of interactions. So I think um, going through this is helpful. Okay. So too many things to touch on. First, why didn't you on the phone when the person saying all this, instead of saying, I'll get back to you, why didn't you ask them, hey, which booth were you interested in? Which booth? What are you looking at? Because because I already saw
0: that she sent an inquiry, and I know that that information is on the inquiry, so that's why I didn't ask. I'm like, let me look at what you just sent in first, because it tells me all the information that I need to get you a quote.
1: I mean, I'm assuming here, but to me, it just sounds like an uneducated consumer that doesn't know that all these things affect everything, and they just want a price. like They just want a price. That's it. They're just calling random people, and they just want a price. Can I even afford it or not? and probably not the client that most people most of us want.
0: Well, and that's the thing is whenever she's asking me, she's like, it's not even that hard of a question. Literally, you're not my client. Yep. Like absolutely do not want you. Please, if you're going to be a problem
1: on phone call number 1, come on. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, did you get back to her? No. <laughs> <laughs> We're busy. How much is the booth? What? We're not available. But I didn't tell you my date. Nope, we're not available.
0: Yeah, we're not available.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's an uneducated. You think if they're shopping around enough by now, they'd have some basic education on, hey, there's different kind of booths. There's different kind of this. Um, So I don't know what was going on with that person. Maybe they're having a bad day. But I definitely agree. I would not want to work with someone that gave off that impression off the bat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. That's my thing. So, that being said, I really love Dialpad because whenever you, like, have calls with people, it does transcripts, it does highlights, it, like, there's, like, a weird AI thing where it says, like, what this person was calling about, do they ask any questions, are there any, like,
1: action items, like, it's really, like, seriously so cool. There are some crazy tools like that now. I think they have it for Zoom, too, where they record the Zoom, do a transcript, and also do these AI highlights where... They can tell you if it's a sales call, if they're, if they're likely to buy from you, like there's crazy stuff out there now. I, I can't keep up.
0: Yeah. And then lastly, uh, I'm starting to go through like this, like hiring phase again. Whoa. Yeah. All right. That's
1: interesting. That could be a whole other episode right there, but I'm, I'm, I gotta ask right away. have you found it difficult to hire people?
0: No. Um, not really. First of all, I am getting to the point where I have like my main team back again, which is such an amazing feeling. Now, now the issue is getting all the ancillary people to like help with help with the managers at the events. Um, that's becoming the next problem. It's not a problem yet, but it it is becoming a problem that is on my radar and I need to figure out before these events actually happen
1: it's interesting uh, as a side note because there we talked about the event boom coming uh and that people were always afraid that no one would want to work because everyone's getting unemployment stimulus yada 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 the incentive to work is not there uh but what's also happening is that there is a huge demand increase for employees and i even saw this thing where like a local applebee's was offering a sign-on bonus to get people to work there I think anything with events, restaurants, like nightlife, entertainment, they're gonna need. There's gonna be a competition for employees. Yeah, and I, I think the wages and you're gonna have to pay people more to pull them and keep them. It's gonna be a whole like I think in the next year or two, a whole huge topic of conversation for photo booth people is gonna be how to retain employees. Yeah, not just how to hire them, how to keep them. Because there's gonna be so much demand and competition for them.
0: Yeah, I think that uh one of the things that I've been doing with like my core team is if if I'm not gonna make anyone get a vaccine, but if you want a vaccine, I will help you get one. So it's become my superpower to log on to every texting medical th- facility that is offering vaccines where you have to like get an appointment, but you can only do it online. Like I will sit and refresh for 45 minutes to get people appointments. And I can say now that all of my staff are vaccinated. Which is a nice little peace of mind for me, I think. That way I feel like, well, I'm not going to have anyone out for two weeks, you know?
1: Yeah. And there's also uh, clients out there that probably I've seen reports of clients requiring uh, people that are vaccinated to attend, blah, blah, blah. There's probably going to be stuff like that too, which makes it easier for you to take work on if anyone has any requirements. So. Uh, And the peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, good stuff. Uh, We will talk more about this in the
0: next episode.